Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. I'm your host, Dan Casella, and today I'm going to read you a letter from Camp near Falmouth, dated March 19th, 1863. The author, although it is unnamed, they give their initials, D.B.H. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who uh, wrote this letter. I'm probably going to have to do a lot of digging to find out who D.B.H. is. Uh, I'm going to guess they are in, the, uh, in a regimental band in the Second Corps uh, for the mentions that are made in this letter sort of give it away. But not necessarily. There is no signification of regiment or division or even brigade, nothing. Alright, so without further ado, I would like to read to you Camp near Falmouth, March 19th, 1863. It reads the following. Dear Father, I received your letter and the paper you sent. And, I assure you, reading matter is quite acceptable in camp. I am very well at present, and in the best of spirits, and from what I can learn, the whole army is in excellent condition and anxious for a forward movement. Under the able management of the gallant General Hooker, the army has gradually attained to a degree of efficiency which will tell with fearful effect upon the ranks of the rebellion whenever we move forward, which, in my opinion, will be before we are many weeks older. The long-continued calm is occasionally disrupted by mutterings which pretend to be a coming storm. God grant that when the storm bursts, it may bring swift and terrible retribution to the wicked leaders of this unholy rebellion, and when the storm is over, may the sun of peace break forth upon a free and united people. If the traitors at home knew with what contempt they are regarded by the army, and I think they are fast finding it out, that they would hide their diminished heads, pray that oblivion might cover their cowardly, traitorous deeds. We have fresh bread, fresh beef, potatoes, onions, and all the necessary thing in abundance. And we live like, quote, fighting cocks. No one thinks of grumbling at the fare we have, except some who hardly knew what it was to have a full meal at home. Was it not that I am far from home and kindred, I should be perfectly happy, for I assure you, my whole heart and soul is in this cause, and I could not stay at home while this war is going on, and I must see it out, if God spares my life, no matter how long it continues. But I have confidence in God that we shall be at home before another year rolls around. We, the band, were invited to play for the Irish Brigade, commanded by General Marr on St. Patrick's Day. We went and witnessed a regular Irish jollification. There was a steeplechase, a foot race, and various other things characteristic of the, quote, old country. Several of the officers of the Irish Brigade were dressed up in the old Irish style. During the steeplechase, one man was thrown from his horse and killed, and another severely injured. There was an immense concourse of people there, among whom I was shown Generals Hooker, Howard, Hancock, French, Benham, Mott, Sickles, and others too numerous to mention. There was to be a rich program in the afternoon, such as a dance, chasing a spotted pig, etc., but the fun but the fun was most unceremoniously broken up. About noon, heavy firing commenced on our extreme right, and soon General Marr da came dashing through the crowd, ordering us all to return to camps immediately. The long roll was beaten in the adjacent camps. A regular, quote, skedaddle ensued, though without the least fright or panic. Officers on horseback were galloping in every direction, and men on foot were making for camps as speedily as possible. We returned to camp to find all quiet. No alarm had been given. 
It was occasioned by a brush between our men and Stuart's cavalry, in which the latter was routed with considerable loss. All the time I have been writing this, there has been cannonading going on on both our right and left. The boys say it is Uncle Abe rolling ten pins. The cause of it I do not know. Perhaps we may know something about it soon. Some say that Vicksburg has been taken, and they are firing salutes in honor of the victory, but it seems to me it is too irregular and too long continued for a salute. Please write soon and tell me the news, hoping that God may favor us in our endeavors to put down this rebellion and soon bring us to our homes in peace and safety. I close, remaining your affectionate son, D.B.H. Thank you for stopping by and taking a listen to this little uh, letter that I found in this uh, in the scrapbook and one of the scrapbooks of the collection of the Lawrence Township Historical Society. Uh, I greatly appreciate you stopping by again. Uh, if you want to find the Facebook page for this podcast, you can go on Facebook, like I said, uh, No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. That's where you can find us. I post there uh, pretty much about what I'm going to be put, about what I'm going to be making an episode about. If you'd like to give us a like, share, and follow, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, that's sort of helping getting the word out about this podcast. I'm not really uh, doing too much to really get it out there. This is just something I like to do, something uh, to get my my findings and my own little research out rather than just making 10,000 Facebook posts that don't really get a whole lot of interaction or just a million screenshots and, and whatnot, uh, things saved on my phone. Um, all right, thank you again for, uh, for, for, for listening to this. I really... I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. A little Irish, uh, Irish Brigade and St. Paddy's Day mention there. Um, all right. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, thank you for the final time. And I hope you, uh, hope you enjoyed. Cheers. <laughs>